What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I am here with Anthony, Michelle, and Mike. And we are discussing episode six of The Last of Us. Well, we didn't get any deaths, but damn if they didn't steal. Why? Yeah. Why? Every fucking episode. First, I thought I was like, okay, y'all gonna give him a heart attack? Then I was like, okay, then I'm gonna give him a heart attack. Then I'm like, you are gonna give him a heart attack. Then, okay, you're not gonna give him a heart attack. I think, I think like, he was having panic attacks. He was having panic yeah, attacks. Yeah, he was having panic yeah. attacks. Oh, no. Hold up. Let, let's let's start with the beginning of the fucking episode. Y'all really had to make us rewatch that? Y'all really I had know. to make us rewatch that? I thought the same thing. I'm like, really? Do we have to you have to bring back the emotions? You have to show me that he's gonna shoot himself. Like, like you no already way. showed us in the recap from last week that some shit went down. Did you really have to show us? Yeah. I was like. Okay. Did not need to see him put that gun to his head temple again. Like that was You know what was in my head when they said that? All I could hear was Mike yelling in my head. You know what you were yelling, Mike. Emotional damage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, okay. Oh, I love it. So this is how we're starting off. Can't deal. Okay. Just put us in the fields right from the jump. All right. Um, so once they put us in our feelings again by making us relive Henry's death, we find out it's now been three months. They have been walking, traveling through the countryside. I will say this. That's a lot of walking. That's a lot of walking. Not only I'm that. I'm saying, I know Anthony's just mad, like, y'all stop, just do something. Like, damn. Well, at least they didn't show us the walking. Thank God. Right. They didn't show us a lot of the walking and what we did. It was cool because you had him like during the whole episode, you had him like teaching her about the world before, because again, she, she's been born during this thing. So she doesn't know anything about the world before. So the little bits and pieces of them walking that we did see, he was teaching her stuff and it, it made the time pass. So it was, it wasn't like, um, what is it that we always talk about, Anthony? It wasn't like Harry, Ron, and Hermione just traipsing through the countryside with no dialogue, no nothing. Like, we actually had some things to keep us entertained. But anyway, like I said, they're traveling through the countryside. The scenery is beautiful. Now, it's way too much snow and cold for me. But I was like, can you imagine having to walk and being able to see all that beauty, all that nature, the the river being completely blue because there's no pollution. I was like, this is so beautiful. Hey, <sighs> but it's probably not really that cold because everybody says like out west the cold is not the same as it is in the south. Yeah. That's true. It, it just doesn't feel the same. Yeah. Yeah, it's like watching watching all the stuff like cause I follow like Deion Sanders and University of Colorado. It's like they say that every time they do something like in social media, they're like, see, it's not that cold. It's not that cold. There's no humidity. It's not that cold. I'm like, okay. It's yeah. still cold. Cold's fucking cold. They're like it's minus fourteen, but it feels like fifty four. Fifty four is still cold. It's still cold. See now now I know how other how people in Arizona feel feel when they're like they're like, Oh, but it's a dry heat. I'm like, motherfucker, hot is hot. Hot is hot. <laughs> yeah. It is. 90 is 90. I don't give a fuck if it's dry, wet, uh, lemon pepper, or hot. It's, it's hot. It's hot. <laughs> Shit. Okay. <sighs> so before we continue on our 
our countryside traits, we got to talk about the couple that they come across in the cabin because, oh my God, they were the best part of this. Yes. Episode. Shout out they to Graham funny. Green. I love that dude. I love him. He's good. I freaking love him. Is. Yeah. Everything he's in. Everything he does. But Florence was a riot. Like, <laughs> what about the fireflies? Oh, we get those every summer. No, the people. No. No, you got to start from the whole conversation. Okay, so we start out because we see Graham Greene's, uh, you know, his character coming in the house. He's got rabbits. Of course, they're living off the land, whatever, whatever. He comes in and his his wife is just sitting there in a rocking chair. She's just looking at him and then she does this look to the side. Like she's telling him that somebody's here. And he's just playing it off. He looks at him like, oh, okay. So he starts taking off his weapon and his jacket. And Joel comes out and he's like, oh, take the gun out too. So he takes the gun, puts it down, and he, like, him and his wife are having this laid-back conversation while Joel is sitting there with a gun in his face. He's like, why didn't you shoot him? She's like, the gun is way over there. there. (laughs) (laughs) And she She was like, yeah, I did. It's cold. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like they seem so unbothered for people who have a man with a gun in their face and she was like he didn't hurt me by the way he's like yeah i got eyes i was like oh my god this is like <coughs> i need to see more of them i know we only saw them for this one little episode i need to see more of them they were hilarious joe was like i'm looking for my brother i ain't seen him I didn't even tell you what he looks like. Does he look like you? Yeah, a little. I ain't seen him. <laughs> My favorite part is when Ellie comes down. Oh, who's the little psycho? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was it. And he's like, he's like, did you read the signs? He's like, oh, oh, I must have missed them in the fucking trees in the forest. He was like, holy! <laughs> he was like, oh, look at this little spit, man. Let me tell you, they were so funny when Joe was trying to get him. He was like, show me. I need to know exactly where we are on the map, and you better tell me the same thing your wife told me, or else there's gonna be trouble. He listened to her. He was like, did you tell him the truth? Yep. Are you telling me the truth? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, laid back. <laughs> oh my god. They made the episode for me even before all the stuff later. Like the whole episode was good for me. But these two characters here, oh my god. They made the episode for me cuz they were just so laid back. And then, you know, once Joe realized where they are, he puts the gun back and, you know, the guy's like hey you know i didn't mean to you know make you upset about your brother he was like but if you've been out there if you've come this far you see what it's like and he starts naming off towns and they're like yeah we we've been close enough we saw that there was infected and all this other stuff and so he was like um joel said tell me the best way to get to go west and the character says go east he's like yeah (laughs) don't don't go west he was like there's nothing there's nothing for you out there and then he also tells him don't go past this river the river of death and he was like you know we don't know what's out there but we've we've seen the bodies that they drop you don't want to go out there if your brother is anywhere in that area he's probably already gone and then that's when joel and ellie they leave the cabin and joel has the first of what we believe are panic attacks And when they're telling him about the river of death, 
Ellie was like, y'all aren't going to scare us. And she was like, scared him. And the way he was looking like, you weren't supposed to realize that I was scared. And Ellie is looking at him kind of worried. And of course, you see, that's going to be a pattern throughout the whole episode, because what we find out later on is that Joel, at this point, like we talked about when we first meet Joel's character and even through the first, you know, few episodes, Joel is a character that we don't want to fuck with. You want to want to cross him in an alley. You want to come across him in a dark street. And now that apparently has changed because he and Ellie now have been on the road where this is probably five, six months at this point. She went from being cargo to being somebody he cared about. And now he's got something to lose. So you're faced with this, oh, I did all of this, trying to find my brother. And there's a possibility my brother may be dead. So that's something else I'm losing on top of Tess and Bill and Frank and Henry mm -hmm. and Sam. And now you got to try to keep this girl safe. And, and since you brought it up, I'm going to go ahead and talk about it. Mm hmm once again, we, we've got another trauma response on here with his panic attacks. And I think, because he gives a speech later, we'll talk about it when it comes up, but I think what's happened is he's having these feelings that he hadn't had since Sarah was alive. Mm -hmm. And it's been so long, it's been 20 years that he has felt those things. Now he's feeling, he doesn't really know what to do with them. Right. You know, they're, they're foreign to him because he's been without them for so long. Like, it's understandable about his brother because that's more recent and he's not really dead. But the things he's feeling for Ellie, mm -hmm. is, is he's not familiar with it. Right. It's scaring him. Mm -hmm. It's being a parent. He's yeah. giving those feelings back where you're responsible, got to take care. You don't want to fail. You want to make sure they're okay. That everything goes right. So he's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And what was that? Was that the previous episode where you talked about kids? Um kids don't have to worry about anything because they don't have to take care of anyone. Mm -hmm. They don't have to look out for anybody. Yep, he said yeah. it to Henry right before everything went down. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's it's interesting because again, you start to you see them the way that they're bonding while they're on the road. And you can tell he still has a little bit of an arm's length, but the rapport between them is a lot more comfortable. You know, it does feel a little bit like what we saw with him and Sarah in the first episode, even though he's he's still trying to be like, oh, it's just, you know, it's just cargo. This is a job. You know, even when he finds Tommy later on and he's talking to her, he was like, yeah, you know, she's got parents and we're just trying to find them in. <laughs> Tom was like, oh, out the goodness of your heart. He's like, no, there's payment involved. You know, he's still trying to keep up that facade. Like, oh, no, I'm not getting too close to anybody. But, I mean, even right before he finds Tommy, when they're going across the river of death or when they're going close to the river of death and they come across these people on horses who have them at gunpoint. And they're like, have you guys been near infected? Because, you know, you had to come through a lot of infected in order to get here. Joel is like, there's no infected out here. And the guy was like, the hell you say? And I'm right. like, you know, it's interesting because the whole time that we've seen them on the road, aside from when they are in, like, when they came into Kansas City and they were near the quarantine zone. But even then, we didn't 
it's a lot of infected. You know, of course, with Kansas City, we know why we didn't see any infected. But I mean, even with the, I don't know, the three months that they were on the road, even the parts that they did show us where they were out there, you know, even when he um, shot off the gun to try to see if anybody was going to come when they were trying to cross the bridge, it's like nothing. And it just, you know, we talked about this uh, discussing The Walking Dead. And I was like, it's just so strange to me that you have this little pandemic that happens in the show where it wiped out so much of the population or things went downhill so quickly, but you don't really see them until you get to like the populated areas. But you know, there had to be some people out in the woods and trying to escape or trying to go somewhere else. Like where are those people? Because you know, not everybody is surviving out there, you know, on the run. But you know, most most of the people that live out there, like Marlon and his wife, they hunt. They're yeah. to themselves. They got they got everything they need out there. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, he's been he was out there way before all this shit started. He was like, yeah. I mean, he had forethought. Like he was sick of people like thirty years ago. So he no. was like, fuck it. I'm he <laughs> no longer than that because he told Joel. He said, "We've been out here since before you were before born." You were you born. Have to remember, Joel is fifty six. Yeah. So they and she, she, she was like, I, she was like, I didn't want to come. I didn't want to come. Out. <laughs> <laughs> that was so, that's just awesome. Oh my god, they are so they are so funny. I think the other interesting thing, um, not only with Joel trying to reconcile that he is starting to care more about Ellie than than he had planned, is also seeing him kind of learning to let go of all the control like when they were when when he was supposed to take watch and he fell asleep and when he woke up she had the gun and she was standing watch and she was like look I did everything the way that you taught me so that I could take watch and it's like he gives her that little nod like thank you but still he's like but you wake me you gotta wake me up the next time not like why because Joel, if you're taking first and second watch, that means you're not getting any rest. None. And if you're not getting any rest, you're not going to be able to protect her because you're going to be too fucking tired. Just give it up. Let let her help. And I think that's a hard thing for him because I think probably for these last 20 years, Joel hasn't really had to depend on anyone to take care of him. And so now you got this 14-year-old girl who's trying to take care of you similar to the same way your 14-year-old daughter was taking care of you before all of this went down. I, I just think it's interesting mm-hmm. to see him having to go through that and kind of reconcile himself like, oh, this is the situation I'm finding myself in again. This is very, very interesting. But yeah, so they, they come across the people and there's there's a couple of people with the guns and then there's a couple of people kind of sitting back and they have a dog who apparently can smell when you're infected. And he was like, yeah, if he smells infected... That scene scared the shit out of me. It did me too. Oh my God. I I was sweating. Yeah. Were you not on the edge of your seat? Yes. Because even Joel and and Ellie were thinking like, oh my God, because when the dog came past Joel, okay, of course Joel is not infected, so he's not going to smell anything. And he thought it was okay. He was like, okay, so like I said, we'll be moving along now. And they were like, no, the girl. And both of them looked panicked. And Joel... And the dog started growling, walking towards her. I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, why are you growling? You ain't even in the house. (laughs) 
she was. And so, you know what? It's like in the back of my mind, I was like, you know, I was like, well, the story has to progress. He's not going to be able to kill all those people. The dog's not going to not going to smell anything. But they did a good job of making it seem like the dog was going to smell something when he was like growling, had his tail down and his head down, hunched down, walking towards her. I was like, oh God. And I was the like, fear on Joel's face. Joel was like, am I about to lose another child? Because that's what that look yeah, was. Knew. It wasn't, am I about to lose my cargo? He had this look like, am I about to lose another child? And there really wasn't anything he could do because what what was going to happen if he tried to go help her? They were going to shoot. They would have shot him. And then she probably would have died by default anyway because they would have shot her afterwards. So I think him saying that he was looking for his brother is the thing that really saved them because, of course, with Maria when she comes up when he says I'm just out here looking for my brother and I think that's why she kept looking at him like why do I know him or she was looking at him like he looked familiar you know and I mean him and Tommy look similar enough especially with the mustaches I hate the mustaches well I don't hate Pedro's I don't (laughs) like the one on Tommy (laughs) I don't like the porn stash on him but it does kind of make them it makes them look a little more familial, you know? So when she says that, she was like, what's your name? And he says, Joel. Then, of course, you see them trotting into the town. Now, hold up. This town? Just out in the middle of nowhere. And they Jackson. Have- There's Jackson Hole, Wyoming. They have everything. It's beautiful. They've got people there. They've got lights. They've got, like, it's almost like they stepped they stepped into those doors. They stepped into that gate. And it's almost like the world never changed. And like a- shout out to the gate. Because I guess watching all these other shows, The Fear Walking Dead, Walking Dead, they know how to make a gate. Okay? Log, mm-hmm. gate, with still reinforcement. Because everyone a reminder, when we get to times like this, this is what we need as an actual gate. Well, you yeah. know, it kind of helps right. them that they had a builder that they had a contractor there in their midst because Tommy would have known how to do that. You know? And I don't think they ever said how long Tommy had been with them because I don't think we knew. No, but Tom, I think they were there first and then they took him in. So they they already had that. But when you from Mm -hmm. that area, you know, they make a lot of log cabins. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We can't, we, we don't know what we're doing down here. So we need to take some lessons. Yeah. Yeah, but when they come through the gate and, you know, Tommy is there, he's safe, he's helping them do something. When Joel sees his brother and they see each other, that reunion, I I think I replayed that several times because I was like, like, out of all the bad shit that they've gone through the last few episodes, just that one pure moment of happiness. And then at the same time, it's kind of like, Tommy was looking at Joel and it's almost like you could see the guilt on his face because as we find out later on, you know, one of the thing, one of the reasons how Maria says they keep that town safe is they don't advertise where they are. They don't advertise what they have. They don't do radio communication. And when she said that Tommy kind of looked at Joel and Joel kind of looked at Tommy and Tommy was looking like, oops, you know, because that's the whole reason why Joel ended up on this mission anyway, was because Tommy stopped communicating with him via radio. 
So he didn't know what had happened to his brother. And technically speaking, we still don't really know what happened. We know that Tommy left the Fireflies, but we don't know why. We don't know if this was a, oh, I'm just not, I don't want to be a part of this. And they were like, fare thee well, be on your way. Or we don't know what the situation was. Like, was he on the run? We don't know anything. But he found this this community. And like I said, looking at just even the backdrop when they are riding up on horseback and you see that big ass gate and you see the mountains and, and the town, I was just like, we could go live there. They look perfect. Okay, safe. I have a question. So when they came in through the gate, Ellie was on a horse and Joe was on a horse. I know. <laughs> we thought the same thing. Where the hell was the other two people that had those horses before? They 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 may have had some horses there. Because I, I was giving them the benefit of the doubt. I was looking to see if somebody if if there were two people that were riding bitch with someone else on the back of someone else. I was like, okay, that's probably what happened. But I was like, no, I no. don't see anybody else. Like, did they do rock paper scissors and shoot somebody so they could, they could use the horses? But like, oh, paper cut scissors. <laughs> okay, that's your horse. Next. So I was like, that. I mean. It's a, it's just a, it's a nitpick, but it kind of bugged me because I, I, re, I rewound it. And I was like, yeah. how? Wait I a minute. I did the same Hold thing on. too. Like, oh, y'all just happen to have two extra horses. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. I said. And well, then where I, did they come with those two extra horses from? And then <laughs> I said what you said, Mike. I'm like, oh, someone doubled up. Like two people doubled yeah. up. But then when you look at the scene, no one has nobody's doubled, doubled up. up. In in my in my head canon, I'm I'm just gonna say that there were scouts. And like two of them decide to stay out there and just scout, and they'll just come and get them later. Okay, you know yeah. maybe yeah. I mean, whatever. they can maybe be looking to see if <laughs> anybody. Whatever. No, seriously. Just, just to they make sure that Joel came wasn't followed. Yeah, yeah. That's true yeah. Too. anybody mm-hmm. followed him. Yeah, I mean, they I guess I can go along with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. I mean, it does make I mean, sense. They, they've I mean, been doing this for they've been doing this for a while, so yeah. they know some straggler comes in. Think about it. How many times a straggler come in and they have like a whole, that's what, um, what's her name? Kathleen was worried about. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Like he, he can't be by himself. There has to be other people coming behind. Okay. Him. But I mean, even with Bill, when Frank showed up and mm-hmm. then later on when he met Joel and Tess, Joel told him there will be raiders. They will come in a group. Be careful. You know, kind of keep your eyes open. So yeah, that that makes perfect sense. I like that, Anthony. I like that. Nice theory. <laughs> <laughs> Not a theory. Yeah, it was a theory. Pretty good. Whatever. It's a supposition. There's a difference. Whatever. <laughs> yep. So anyway, um, Ellie's first impression on meeting new people is <laughs> not great. <laughs> I mean, yeah, acting like she ain't got no home training. Wait, no, she doesn't have any home training. I mean, I mean, she first she didn't have any before Joel, and she just spent about five months with Joel. She ain't got no home training. Definitely got no home training, right? Because Joel is like, I'm not the daddy, so I'm not gonna tell you. Like, and when he told me, like, he was like, "Come on, Ellie, let's 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 show our manners." I'm like, "Do you even know if she has any?" Like, do you have any? I mean, (laughs) how are you gonna sit there and be like, "Thank you, ma'am." Thank you. You've been cussing your ass name in the high heaven over the last five months. You gonna tell her watch your mouth? Come on now, that cat's been out the bag, right? 
You didn't stop her any times before from cursing. No. Well, he probably, you know, he probably didn't care because, again, like I said, I ain't your daddy, so it don't matter to him what she does. Right. And he be giving her whiskey, like... too, so... <laughs> you know? yeah. He's be nice now. But, you know, it's interesting because while they're sitting there, they, they come in, Maria uh, takes them to I guess it's kind of like their dining hall and they're sitting there eating and she's looking at the way they're scarfing down the food she was like we've got plenty more if you want some you know just trying to make I guess trying to make them understand that they are in a safe place and I was sitting here watching this whole scene when she was when she was taking them around and she was doing the tour I said how warped is it that when we see a situation like that in these kinds of shows automatically we're thinking, okay, so what's the catch? Right. So, so what's the, you know, what dastardly deed are you doing on the side in order to make sure that this little utopia is existing? And it, they, it they, turns out that they're they're just existing. They have a they have a system hmm. in place, and everything is fair. And ain't drinking the Kool Aid. <laughs> ain't drinking the Kool Aid. I'm not. <laughs> Some about this place don't sit right with me. It just don't. She being way because they're communists. Too they're commies. <laughs> she being way <laughs> too friendly, you and it's only so? three hundred people. Three hundred women. I don't well, know. she should be friendly. It's like it's her brother-in-law, yeah. and she already heard the stories about him. And pretty much, he's not coming there to do anything. It's really he's coming for his brother. Uh-huh. So they're not a threat. Like we're gonna have to believe and hope that we get communities like this and stuff like this happen. Right. We but, need this but, right here. But they scouted them out and they sent out eight to ten people with rifles. Right. Because you don't to, want raiders. I'm I'm just I'm just saying, let's I I'm just I'm just well, being uh, real hesitant you don't about have this to be, utopia, right? Okay, now. well this also something that will cause you not to be hesitant is that they have disabled people and children so they have to protect them so it's no yeah. shadiness going on if you see all adults and no one no one different then you have to start questioning what they doing with old people and young people but i'm like hanako in order to maintain this there has to be something else going on like i i, I feel like there has to be something else going on for them in order Though all those dead bodies that turn up can't just be from other random people. No, it's from them. But, I'm, I'm just but if it looks like yeah, you're going to be a threat. people who tried them, like, right. you have a community. Kill you. you have okay. a community. You have something good. You've worked to make this place as safe and as close to normal as possible. People all, them, all I'm saying Right, you is, don't have a jail. You just I'm shoot them. Is, I'm, I'm not sold on this. This whole thing right here, just it's it's basically a uh, the whole show is about pessimism. It's called The Last of Us. It's basically a blown up version of Frank and Bill's place. I mean, it's like Frank and Bill's place times three hundred. It's like times one hundred and fifty. Okay, we'll see. There's gonna be some some fractures in the armor. We'll see. And those people, I mean, are shot and put by the river. Okay. Yeah, I mean, probably because I you know that because if you, I mean, if you look at the conversation, like the conversation between Tommy and Joel during this this episode, and just the things like Tommy left the Fireflies and he got away from Joel because 
he didn't want to be, he didn't want to do those types of things anymore. So I don't think it's out. I don't think it's far-fetched to think that, okay, he finds this community, he sees what they're about. And this is the type of community that speaks to him as far as, oh, I don't want to have to go out and just kill people just to make sure we're safe. Like, like he told Joe, there are other ways that we could have done that. We just weren't good at it. Maybe him being here showed him that, oh, okay, you know, like Joe said, Tommy has a hero complex. Maybe him being in this place made him say, okay, you know what? I don't have to go out guns blazing and killing people in order to make sure that I'm taken care of and to make sure people stay safe. There are other ways to do this. And then of course you, you fall in love with somebody and now you're married, you have a baby on the way. He's probably like, yeah, I don't want to do that kind of stuff anymore. So why can't there be a place that inspires him to say, okay, you know what? I can stay here. I mean, he cut off contact with his brother. He had to have felt safe in order for well, him one, to, be able to do that. You know? And one, he said, they have rules and I had to follow them. Mm-hmm. Because if not, you at the river. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's probably the downfall is you break rules. You may be leaving. Yeah. I mean, but that's what most of these com- communities, I mean, think about it with walking dead commonwealth was kind of similar and you know alpha's group was kind of similar you didn't follow the rules and there were there you, you got to get out you know but so he loved his brother but his brother wasn't worth having to be out in those streets again right because there were no streets it was just like a river that you get die by right like, ain't no streets i'm just saying <laughs> i'm a reserve judgment you're such a pessimist. I mean, they they've got the they they got the electricity working through the dam. Like they're celebrating Christmas in this place. Joel is like Christmas trees and electricity, and they've got sheep and they've got they've got horses, they've got children, they've got actual food, you know, and it's just kind of like when you think they about got, they got sheep. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, when you think about it, I mean, I'm I'm looking at it in the background, they've got greenhouses, it's kind of like, this is similar to what Ezekiel was trying to do in the kingdom, in The Walking Dead, like you're trying to, of course, and also what Herschel was trying to do at the prison, you know, Mm -hmm. you're trying to get back to nature, this is, this is the way things work now, so you got to, you got to work with what you have. And it's like this setup, this, the way that this is gated and they've got people protecting it. They've got houses and actual beds and all this, you know, she said that was a gated community before everything fell. They just happened to luck up. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is kind of the ideal situation. Now, the other part of me is kind of like, how long is this ideal situation going to last? But I mean, she said they, they've been there seven years and it's worked so far, probably because they have those rules in place. So. Yep. Communism works. See? <laughs> it's like, I, I, I love when, when they were like, when, when he said, so this is communism. He's like, no, no, it's not like that. And she was like, no, yeah, no, that was right. We're a community. We're, so in, a, we're, we're in a commune. We're communists. Communist, communist. And like, Joel just looking at him like. <laughs> like, really, dude? 
I, I mean, want to be able to like, taste but, but, this. Uh, I want to taste this alcohol that Tommy to make because <laughs> Joe was. I'm saying that was like, good. Oh. I was like, all right, now <laughs> homebrew. But it's like when you think about it, it's like they kind of have to be communist if that's what they went for lack of a better word because it's yeah. like if you don't have rules in a situation like this you basically become lord of the flies so it's like mm-hmm. it's like you have you have to have structure you have to have bylaws you have to have a, a set of rules you have it it has to happen like that or you're just not going to make it it's just like i mean look at what happened in Kansas City it's like they basically just killed finra and they they didn't have a real structure. They just had revenge, and look what happened to them. Yeah, you get eaten and ripped in half, and yeah. body slammed, and and that's it. So yeah. kudos to the communists. I mean, <laughs> are, but we will really? get flagged for this. Maybe I should be quiet. Really. <laughs> <laughs> But um, you know, I feel like Joel coming into Tommy, them having a conversation, and him just automatically assuming, "Oh, I'm here now, so you you're gonna leave me and help me take this girl where she needs to go, and help me go." You know, at this point, he hasn't told Tommy the deal about Ellie. He just says that she's the um, you know, she's the daughter of some Firefly High and Mighties or whatever the case is, and I'm trying to get her to her family. And he's automatically assuming Tommy would just up and leave with him. And I was like, Joe, y'all haven't talked in how long? And he obviously, like, we didn't see much of Tommy in the first episode, but we saw enough to know that Tommy is somebody who can take care of himself. And, you know, just listening to the conversation that we've we've heard in the last few episodes, I feel like the Tommy that we're looking at in this episode is so different from the Tommy that we met in episode one and the Tommy that has been a part of the Fireflies and maybe that's why he left Mm -hmm. as well, you know? But it's kind of like, if you can't look at this man and see how peaceful he seems to be with his surroundings and and his new role here, I was like, Joe, you're you're being a bit- He's fully assimilated. He fully assimilated not into assimilated. Oh my god. He's he's not you see what? you see it, he's part what? of a cult. It's a cult. He doesn't even <laughs> That's not what I meant. Look, it's man. Cult. What, 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 what I what I what okay, fine. For lack of a better word. I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm not for lack of a better word, he has he has allowed he has become a vital part of the community. I mean, he's dating one of the community leaders. He's no, not he's her up. married. He's, he's married. married to her. He's married. We don't we don't exactly we don't exactly know the the order of things that happen. So no, I they mean. just need him for his his military experience and his sniper rifle. You don't get pregnant yeah, where he can... just because you need somebody's military experience. Right. You don't yeah. do that. I mean like the size of his gun, maybe, but you know. <laughs> But so again, he just expect him to drop everything and go off with him, right? Like, and then when Tommy is uh, like, "I can't, I can't go, I can't do this," and Joel is trying to convince him, like, "Look, 
you said you could do this. I just traveled all the way across the country. We can make it from here to, you know, uh, where was it? Colorado? Was it Colorado they were going yeah. to? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when Tommy drops that, I'm about to be a father. I was like, oh, this is why he's been walking around nervous. Like he didn't want to tell his brother that he was about to be mm -hmm. a dad. But Joe's reaction to it, like when Tommy says, he says, you know, I, truth be told, I'm scared of shit, you know, but I think I'll be a good father. And Joe just kind of forced himself a drink and he said, yeah, we'll see about that. And Tommy got offended. And I was like, I'm not sure that Joe meant that as an insult. I think... In a way, Joel was thinking, and of course, we with the conversation later on in the episode, we know that Sarah, he's been thinking about Sarah a lot, and he's been thinking about the ways that he failed her, or you know, thinking that he failed her. Which I'm gonna be honest, I don't think he did. You know, he did his best to get her out of that situation. I mean, the way that the situation came down, like I said, from the time that it started in Jakarta to the time it hit the states, it was less than less than forty eight hours. He did the best that he could under the circumstances. And I think that's probably what he was just trying to say. Like, yeah, you could be a good father all you can, but can you keep her, can you keep that child safe? And I think that, you know, like, like Tommy says later on, I know you're happy for me. It's just complicated for you. And I get that. And I'm sorry, because what is it that Tommy says to him? He was like, look, just because life stopped for you doesn't mean it stopped for me. And it's like the minute it left his mouth, you can see the way his face changed. He was like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have said that. Nah, he pulled a hammer. Him. He was like, I shouldn't have said that. I should not have said that. And of course, you know, Joe gets pissed off and 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 takes off. But it, it it's like, I don't know. You could see how much love these brothers have for each other, but you could also see the complicated dynamic between them. Like, Joel is the big brother. He was the one that I guess you could say was the leader. Tommy followed him and, and Maria even says as much to Ellie. She was like, yeah, Tommy did those bad things because he was following Joel, you know, but. Right. And it looks like that even if you go back to maybe them in their childhood or even young adults, Tommy is the one was able to express his feelings a lot more than Joel. Yeah. So that can yeah. definitely complicate things because. Yeah. Joel can't do it. Yeah. And I mean, and and it's interesting that you say that because we've seen that kind of coldness from him through all of these first five episodes. You know, you see a little bit of something with him, like when Tess dies, you can kind of see a little bit with him when he reads that Frank and, and Bill have died. You can see it. I think we really started to see it with Henry and Sam. And what happened with them. But then in this episode, like the whole conversation that he and Tommy had when Tommy came to find him and he was telling Tommy about Ellie and how scared he was. He was like, you know, I, I got to keep her safe. You know, and he was telling him about the dreams and, you know, every night, I don't, I don't know what I'm dreaming, but I know I fail her every night. When I tell you that scene, I was just like, y'all are killing me. Yeah, Anthony, you got your hand up like we're in class. I got my hand up because like... You have a theory? You, no. You said it. Um, 
like I will admit that I was like almost in tears while while he was talking. And then somebody needed to give this man an award. Hello. <laughs> they, because... because just based on this scene alone, I could just feel the anguish that he had. And it was making me like I was feeling it. Mm-hmm. And like I thought I was gonna like I was over here like tearing up and stuff because yeah. it was just so I could just feel it, you know. And I know we talk about how good an actor Pedro is, you know. Um, Wonder Woman 1984 aside, um, he's he's really, really, really good. And, She's um, good in that. It was just the story was not great. So but yeah, so yeah, somebody get that man an award. Some yeah. somebody somewhere. Because that whole scene is like, for all of the first five episodes where we saw very little emotion from him, we got it in spades in that one conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, he talked about how scared he was and the, the way he said it, like when he finally said the words out loud, she's immune. It's like, that's the first time he's really, I feel like that's the first time he's actually said it and believed it. You know what I'm saying? Like they had the little conversation while they were still out camping and she told him about what she tried to do with Sam you know, when she was asking, do you think it'll work? You know, he was like, I think it's a little too late to be worried about that. And then when she said, I tried it with Sam, you know, and what she did, she she rubbed his her blood in his wound. She wanted to help him. And it's like, on the one hand, I felt like he wanted to say, you stupid girl, because that's not how it works. But then he thought about it and he was like, she really believes this, you know, and we're doing all of this partly because of this belief. And I think even at that moment, he was still kind of like, okay, am I believing this? But the fact that he said it out loud to Tommy, it's kind of like when he said it, it washed over him. When Tommy was like, what? He was like, she's immune, Tommy. I saw her get, you know, she she got bit and she hasn't turned. That was months ago. I saw it. And it's like, what? it's kind of like the realization that Tess had when Tess was like, look, this is the real thing. I think that was the first time it really came to him. And that's when he really, I feel like, got scared. He was like, look, I can't do the things I used to do anymore. I have this fear that creeps up on me all of a sudden. He was like, I don't know where it comes from. I don't know what to do about it. He was like, in Kansas City, she had to save me because I'm too old and I'm too, I was too old and too deaf to hear somebody sneaking up behind me 14 years old she had to shoot somebody to save my life you know and 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 how hard is it for him i know it's his brother but how hard is it for him to admit that he's weak mm-hmm. like those two words i'm weak i'm like weak. that right. that hurts and now but tommy is the only one he will be able to say it to yeah this is the first time we've seen him be like because vulnerable right and it will be him yeah, because right. he's been there. He's been there at his best, and he's been there at his worst. Mm-hmm. And Tommy's the only one person who truly knows him, his hurt, his past, his joy, mm-hmm. his pain. And you had, I mean, the way that Tommy was looking at him when a- after this admission, he was like, "You want me to take her?" He was like, "I, I think you're the only one that can keep her safe at this point." He was like, "I'll get her killed," and not only 
Can you imagine what that's like for Joel to have to admit that to his baby brother? Can you imagine what it's like for Tommy to hear this from the older brother that he idolized, the older brother that he followed, you know, for, for you to take somebody that you've looked up to your whole life and for them to say, yeah, I can't do this. You have to do it because I'm not worthy to do this. I'm not able to do this. That's got to be a, a, a hard thing to hear too. And you even see it, the way that he comes back when he agrees to take Ellie and he comes back into the little place. Oh, speaking of which, them, them having movie night, that was cool. But when he comes back in there, he looks at Maria and he nods at her like, okay, yeah, I found him. And then he turns around, he doesn't come back to her. And the way she looks is kind of like, this fucking- like, What did this motherfucker ask him to do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah he's about to leave god mm -hmm. damn it mm -hmm. <laughs> but um that conversation afterwards because you know ellie at this point she she's walking around in the town and apparently she has stumbled on them having this conversation or at least part of the conversation and I thought, first of all it was interesting the the things that ellie has learned in this episode um, starting from when she's in the house, she gets the shower. Maria leaves her some stuff. Okay, I have to bring this up. Why are they focusing so much on the period stuff? Like, we we had the tampon fine a couple of episodes ago. Now they got now the have a diva cup. The diva cup. I'm like, here's the funny thing. So this this little apocalypse that they have started in 2003 granted it's 2023 but it's 2023 where y'all have had a 20-year apocalypse i didn't even know about diva cups until like eight nine years ago if that <laughs> so tell me you've been holding on to this since 2003 like when did they make them where i just and why did we have to focus on that so much like I, i'm really sitting here thinking like okay so are they trying to tell us like are they trying to tell us something? Is it the period blood that's the, no, that's I, important? Or I, I think I think they just want to remind us that these are real people. Like, you know, like for example, when you watch Star Trek, you've never seen anyone. You've never seen a bathroom. Like you've never seen the bathroom. You've never seen anyone go to the bathroom. We've seen like maybe two people take showers. So this way it's like this is a real world people girls women they still have periods and they have to deal with it i guess I think that, but you've already of, established of, that a few episodes ago yeah, with, with let me want to remind you again it was this was like a follow-up to the last one because now that you've shown her with the the tampons you're like okay well what happens when they run out like that might be in the back of somebody's head. It wasn't mine, but okay. I'm just saying. I know. Some I'm people, just saying. Some as people a think. Female, some people think that. And I'm a female. I wasn't really I'm thinking saying, about as a all female, that. Like, it's I never just, thought I, about I, it. I thought that. I was like, "Ooh, cool. She found them." But then, like, what is she going to do when she runs well, out? Well, first of all, before she found them, I never thought about that. I watched all these end of the world shows and never thought about what are we going to do during that time. Y'all brought it up. I just, you know what? I you just never talked about it in um, The Walking Dead. You never seen anyone talk about No, about no, that. not really, except no. for like when they went on the, the pharmacy run and they found condoms. But I'm the that way that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, 
Okay, when, only... everybody, when everybody is out scavenging for stuff for the end of the world, I don't think everybody was like, oh my God, we got to get all the sanitary napkins and all. Yeah, well, I feel like those are things I... that'll just kind of be there, you know? No. Like, I was thinking, it made me think of Pitch Black when he was like, oh. he knew she was a girl because he was like, yeah, she's bleeding. And like, she's not injured. He's not injured. No. Oh. oh yeah but again there was just that one mention and you know it's it's not i guess it's, it's more of the fact it. it's but, just more of the fact that we wasn't thinking about it and we stopped thinking about it and now you brought it back up again so but thank you for highlighting this situation for us yeah i just it's it's this just, just being real sensitive where... to the plight of and struggles of women during an apocalypse okay well, let's find Maria some prenatal vitamins. Pop that up then, you know? Uh-uh. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess it was just, I don't know. Maybe it, it is that self-discovery. Like this is, again, this is something Ellie has never had never seen, probably had never heard of, didn't know existed. And they're showing us her discovery of that, like they do with all the other stuff, like, you know, him giving her pointers about what how football is played and, and stuff like that, like, I understand it's one of those things where she's like, oh, she's learned about the world, but I just, I'm, I'm just like, okay, that, that's, that's two period mentions now, and like, like Michelle said, and like I said, I'm a female. I just, I really don't. I wasn't thinking about it. I really don't need all of that. It wasn't on my list. You know what was on my list? How do we get those two horses? Explain that. You have to explain the period. Okay. <laughs> but anyway coming off of that so anyway ellie goes across the street to maria and tommy's house and when she walks in she looks over the fireplace and there's like some chalkboards with candles in front of it and it's obviously two children with their birth and death dates now the first time i i was watching it i didn't even see the one that said sarah i just saw the dates and i wasn't really paying attention to the names on it me neither but then when maria comes in and i i will say this maria is a bit chipper and i don't know if that's a defense mechanism like you know like she said maybe it's the mom and her or maybe she's just like okay i don't know how to i don't know how to interact with this child with the grown-ass mouth let me just you know let me just overcompensate by being so nice i i don't know don't don't believe the hype (laughs) But well, I mean, also too, I guess if you look at it, Maria is probably she's probably very weary because like the conversation that she has with Ellie, she knows about Joel. She knows about the horrible things that Joel has done. And I'm sure she's probably she's probably thinking, okay, if Joel is here, we're gonna have a problem. Because I know that Tommy used to do that stuff too because he was following Joel. Now, Tommy has been here with us. He's been, I don't know if he's been more peaceful, but he hasn't been out just like like Tommy said, he he hasn't been out murdering innocent people. Is he going to start that again with his brother here? And if See, that's I, okay, I, was thinking, I was thinking the opposite. I was thinking that she was like, you know, Joel is this tempest of stuff and here's his little baby let me make this baby feel comfortable 
and let me make her feel like this could be a place where she could stay to pull her away from Joel. Like I think she was doing that too, but I think she was yeah. also trying to size Ellie up because again, you walk in and and everything is fuck this, fuck that. You got the F word right. just coming out of you in spades. She's probably looking at Ellie like, what has she done while she's been with this man? Like, has she also had to kill? Has he had, like, she doesn't know anything about their dynamic or why they're together. She knows that that's not Joe's daughter. So she's probably looking like, okay, is he using her? Like, has Joe used her to like, maybe get into another community? You know what I'm saying? Used her as, oh, I have a child. We need sa- We need sanctuary. We need safety. And then come in and do whatever. She She could very well be thinking that. And then, of course, we found out she used to be an assistant district attorney. So that's probably going through her mind. Like, the gears are turning. Like, oh, okay. Guilty until proven innocent. Because, again, so, all she knows of Joe. See, I don't like Tommy that because... Told. See, I don't like that because if I said that, you'd be like, yeah, you're thinking too much into it. No. No, no, no. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. But Because if you think about the way that the, the whole conversation, even when they're sitting eating... And they're talking about, you know, the place that she says something. Um, oh, they were talking about, um, they were talking about the two. I can't think of what their names were at the beginning. And Ellie was like, well, you got two, you, you got two 90 something year olds shit in their pants about your reputation. And then Tommy says, well, you know, um, uh, people's reputation doesn't always, you know, tell what they're about or something to that nature and maria just kind of looks at joel and she's like sometimes though those reputations are earned and the way she's looking at him that's when joel was like um excuse me i think we need to have a a, you know can we just talk family to family and that's when he finds out that they're married but i think she's just suspicious it doesn't necessarily have to be because he's a stranger but she's heard what Tommy has said. And Tommy probably told her everything, probably mm-hmm. never thinking that Joel would come across the country looking for him. Yeah, but but Ellie raises a good point. It's like Tommy did those things too. Mm-hmm, she does. And, but, and like Maria you know, said, he was following Joel. Yeah, but he still did those things. He still did those things. And if Tommy right. can change, Joel could change too. But again, she's only known Joel at this point for maybe a couple of hours. So right. she doesn't really and know she knows, anything about him, except for she what she's Tom- heard. Yeah, so I just think she's being cautious, you know. But I think um, I don't know, because on the one hand, we can say she's being unfair by judging him based on what she's heard. Because I mean, let's be honest. Tommy could have been telling her all these bad things about Joe deflecting. You know, it could have been Tommy who was the leader of all that stuff. It could have been Tommy who was like, yeah, let's go and do this and kill these people, whatever. That could have easily been the case. Yeah, but we know that's not true. I know. I'm just saying. I'm playing devil's <laughs> well, it's, like, it's like what Joe said. He was, they, he was do, they were doing those things to survive. Mm-hmm. They, they, he was, she was trying to protect and take yeah. care of Tommy. And, and yeah. if you think about it, after what happened with Sarah, Joel probably had no patience for nothing. Nothing. He was, like, he was like, that's my brother. That's the only family I have left. And I need to keep him alive by any means necessary. 
If that means I gotta kill a whole bunch of y'all motherfuckers, fuck you. Mm-hmm. And the Joe and he and he kept Tommy close, so of course Tommy was participating in all that stuff because he needed to make sure he could get his hands on him and keep his eyes on him, make sure nothing happened to him. Yeah. And no questions were asked. Like if someone looked like they was threatening Tommy, they were probably dead <laughs> before they knew it. You're right. They probably were. <laughs> but um when when Joe goes back to the house and, and Ellie is in the room, first of all, I love the fact that she was she was reading whoever the the little girl who used to live in that house had a diary. She was like, Is this really the kind of things that they used to worry about? like malls and what shirt goes with what skirts and boys. And again, it just kind of reiterates how removed from everything Ellie is because she, she's never had to experience any of that, Mm -hmm. you know? And when she, when, when Joel is trying to tell her, Hey, so she was like, why are you here? You gonna ditch me. Just ditch me. You know, and she's mad. She's already heard the conversation. But also, you know, during that conversation earlier with Maria, that's when she finds out about Sarah. She was like, oh, that explains him so much. Like, now I understand why he acts the way he acts because he lost somebody. He lost a, a child, you know. And um, when he's trying to tell her, look, he was like, what did you hear? She was like, you got to take her. I can't, I can't take her. She only heard the tail end of the conversation she didn't hear all the other stuff that he admitted to his brother about being scared that he was going to get her killed about wanting to protect her about being frozen scared when the dog was coming after her because he thought she was going to be ripped apart and the pain that he had in his voice when he said that he was like there was nothing I could do when I thought she was going to be ripped apart I was like Ellie this is what you need to hear you know, but of course she didn't hear that. She just heard he's getting rid of her. And what is it that she said? She said, if you think it's it's better for me, she said it's not. She said the only thing that's that it's gonna do is make me more scared. And why wouldn't it? Yeah, right. that's your brother. You know him, you trust him. But Ellie has spent months now breaking down this wall that she has to get to a point where she trusts you with her life. Right. And I know that. You're determined because you told me you're determined. I've seen you in action. I know I can survive with you. So yeah, Tommy has no like Tommy. Ha- what what motivation does Tommy have? Right. Tommy's motivation is going to be like I need to hurry up and take you wherever so I can get back to my wife, and so I can get back to my life. Like and, and two, I understand Joel's reasoning for wanting Tommy to do it, but again. It's very selfish of him to expect Tommy to drop everything, to go do this one thing, even though, yes, now you've told Tommy what the importance is and that kind of changes things. It's still selfish of you to do that. Not even to offer to go with him. Two two protectors are better than one. Yep. I feel like Joel didn't read the room from the moment that he that he got reunited with Tommy. It's like Tommy not wasn't trying to go anywhere. He kept dropping hints like, okay, uh yeah, everything's cool here, but we gotta go. Uh can we can like can we have a can we talk family to family? Well, we're married. Oh. 
Well, right. then he's like, okay. Well, then he kept he kept on trying to get him to go with him, and he's like, bruh, married? Like we're about to have a kid. Uh, okay, well you have to take her because I can't do it. Yeah. Married, kid coming. Yeah, like he's he doesn't he. It's like I understand that he's used to being the one that kind of like moves the needle, like gets people motivated and stuff. But it's like he just did not. He wasn't like he just was not getting it. He did not understand the fact that he that Tommy had a lot had a new life here, and it's like I, he just doesn't get it. And it just it was just when he finally got it, he was just it, uh, it just it was still kind of sad though. I don't know if I would say that he didn't get it. I think maybe in Joel's mind, especially after he told Tommy what the deal was with Ellie. I think maybe he was thinking, okay, yes, I understand you have a wife, you have a child, you have a life here, but this is literally life and death. This is literally saving the world. And probably in his mind, that trumps everything, you know, which, I mean, if you, if you kind of sort of think about it, I probably would feel the same way. Like, yeah, you got a wife and you got a child coming, but if this thing continues to spiral out of control, what kind of, and, and he even says this, he was like, you do this one thing and it will help create a better world for your child. He was like, what kind of world are you bringing your child into now? So I get it. But again, I think it was for you to tell Tommy, I need you to do it. I can't do it. Instead of saying, hey, you can come with me. Like, yeah, I understand you're scared. But if your brother is there with you to have your back, and it's not like Ellie is helpless, like you've literally been showing her how to shoot, how to, you know, stand guard. You've been kind of also preparing her. So I, like I said, I just felt like it would have been better if they had gone together. And then what was Joe going to do? Well, I know he, he said well, he, he planning to steal a horse and he was going to leave, but you really yeah, didn't believe Maria was going to let him leave. Like my husband just left to go finish your job. And you think I'm just going to let you walk up out of here and no explanation, no nothing. Because he told Tommy, you can't tell Maria. Yeah. But Joe was going to leave regardless. No one's going to hold him back, but one, he, he was caught up with his emotions, you know, because he started having the panic attack. So he had a lot of feelings going on. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't going to go with Tommy. One, he again, he thought he would get in the way. And two, he didn't want to deal with the goodbye. Yeah. 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 He didn't want to deal with handing her hard. off. Yeah, he tried very hard to kind of like put that wall in between them again. Right. Because so once he realized his feelings and that, yes, he's getting older, it would have been good to go with Tommy, but he's like, I'm going to get in their way. But, you know, ultimately, like the that little piece underneath was I don't want to say goodbye. Mm -hmm. I want to stop yeah. feeling this. And the best way for me to stop feeling this is to leave now mm -hmm. and give her to someone I trust, have him take care of it. Mm -hmm. And I can just walk away and have that thought of everything is OK. They did what they were supposed to do. And she's good. I kind of got a different different read from that whole situation. Like after Tommy went, Tommy went up there and got her, then they went to the stables to get him. And I saw like him, like getting on stage, getting getting the saddle ready. He was like, "Yeah, I was hoping to sneak out." Then he walked up to her and said, "I felt 
I decided that you should have a choice. Like he said, I was like, oh, so maybe so. To me, it seemed like he like he decided he's like, you know what, fuck it. Like I started it, I might as well finish it. It didn't seem like he was trying to trying to ditch her. It just seemed like he had changed his mind about Tommy going. Period. No, because I, Tommy, I, I kind of took that as because like the conversation they had the night before when she when she mentioned Sarah, you know, she was like, you don't have to do this. Like I'm, her saying I'm not her, I'm not Sarah was her way of saying just because what just because of what happened to Sarah that doesn't mean it's that's gonna happen, gonna happen to me. To me. Mm-hmm. Like like the circumstances are not the same. I trust you. I know you'll protect me. But he didn't want that responsibility not only because he felt like he couldn't keep her safe and because you know his emotions and his mind was playing with him, but he didn't want to have that connection. He didn't want to have something else that he was scared to lose. And I think when he went to the stables that morning, like he said, I was going to steal a horse and leave, but that was 30 minutes ago. I think without him saying it, one, he realized that he was not going to have any peace if he let her go with Tommy. Yes, right. Tommy is somebody he trusts absolutely, but that would be like a father sending his daughter off into the unknown and not having any idea where she's going, not having any idea of who's going to be on the receiving end, if she's even going to be safe once they get there, you know? And I think at that point, he probably realized, okay, you know what? I'm I'm invested now. I'm emotionally invested. This is no longer cargo for me. This is somebody that I care about. And he even tells her when she asked, she was like, do you even care about me? He was like, of course I do. And I think it was just that thing where, you know, the night before, after he has that conversation with her, he goes into the room and he starts thinking about Sarah. Mm-hmm. I think that's when he realized, okay, you know what? This is more than just cargo. She's more than just a person. She is probably the closest thing I have to a daughter right now. And I cannot, I cannot allow myself to walk away just based on my fear. She should have a say in this too. And first of all, I don't think he really cared about what her say was because he's already he already knew what the answer was. He just didn't really want to say, I changed my mind. I'm sorry. I was being a jerk. Yeah. No. He yeah, because like, she because as, as soon as he said, so you let's go. She just threw her door. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. Yo. So like, basically go. he Tommy got just look like okay. Well, I guess I'm staying home. Right. Because okay. <laughs> he clearly woke up that morning knowing that he was gonna take her. Mm-hmm. He was still trying to leave, but he was like, you know what? I'm just going to hang out here. There they go. I'm going to say I'm going to give her a choice. But honestly, he already had their lunch packed and everything mm-hmm. in his backpack. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they get on the horses. They leave. And I'm like, please don't let this be the last time we see Tommy. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean. Because I, I don't know, I kind of had it in my mind that they would be at odds with each other when they met up again because of the way that they apparently left things. But then I saw, okay, it's kind of like it wasn't, it wasn't that way. It was almost like once they saw each other, whatever issues they had, they were like, oh my God, you're alive. My brother's alive. That's all I care about. Because even when 
Joel was telling Tommy, you know, those things that you judged me for, I did those to keep us alive. And Tommy was like, we both did those things. I don't judge you for that. But I didn't want to continue doing that. That's why I left the fireflies. Okay, valid point. But yeah, I hope that's not the last we see of Tommy. But anyway, so they get on the horses. They go on this, you know, stretch. They're trying to find this college campus. And like I said, I love the conversations that they're having as they're on the road. Like with her trying to learn how to whistle, you know, that was cute. Him teaching her about football and just about And how... then shooting too. Right. That was <laughs> that was funny because the way they led into it is like you see shot shot. And I was like, who is shooting at what? And why are they shooting at nothing? And then when you realize he's teaching her how to shoot, you know, she's like, Oh, the gun is crooked. It's it's not is what did she say? It's not is 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 bent or something. She was like, It's not doing right. And he was like, Yeah, get over. And he takes the gun and he says, Yeah, you gotta you can't you can't squeeze the trigger. You got to caress it, do this, uh, you know, hold it gentle. <laughs> she was like, are you going to shoot or get it framed? <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, the other thing, when they walked up to the dam and she looked at it, she was like, damn. 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 I was like, perfect. He was like, you are not. And I guess it was the look, the, um, the author, the author of the joke of the book. book yeah. And she was like, yeah, it was anybody. And that was the other thing I was going to uh, mention. She was showing that book to Sam in the last episode and Sam was reading it and just cracking up laughing too. I was like, they're really yeah. about to just like keep keep showing us this little pun book like this is going to be a thing. But anyway, so yeah, again, I, I like their, their road commentary in the conversation because he's teaching her about stuff she didn't know about. And then when, when they get to the college campus, first of all, it's eerily quiet. So when I tell you the whole time they were walking through this campus, I was so nervous mm -hmm. because of, that, again, nice it's very really. empty. Mm -hmm. So their voices are echoing. And I mean, she's got valid questions. Like she's asking, she was like, so you mean to tell me that people used to come to places like this and go to classes, even though they were adults? <laughs> like, like the, the like, well, not, not so really, <laughs> not really adults. <laughs> And he was like, and I think it was more about partying and finding themselves than it was about the classes, which technically speaking, he's right. But again, they're walking through this place and it's so eerily quiet. Like there's, I'm, I'm like, there's no guards. There's nobody on watch. It was just, just baboons crazy. running all over the place. That was funny. She was like monkeys. And he was like, first time seeing a monkey. She was like, yep. First time seeing a monkey. I was like, gosh even think i want to grow up in this kind of apocalypse like that's gotta be depressing you realize all the stuff that you've never seen you know mm -hmm. it's kind of like the walking dead when judith is doing her math problems and she talks about airplanes and she was asking megan about airplanes and i was like wait oh that's right there would be airplanes in a zombie apocalypse but you know they go inside the building because they find the firefly emblems and it's telling them to go to the medical science building but when they get inside the medical science building it's obviously been cleaned out and i was like did they get overrun 
But again, they're in there, they're making noise, they're talking and nothing is coming. I think those moments probably freak me out more than if I seen the clickers. Because again, this episode, we have not seen that and clicker, no infected, nothing threatening. And I was kind of on, on the edge of my seat the whole time. I, I, I don't know. It's like even just thinking about these infected or these clickers, like you don't have to see it every episode to understand that the threat is there and to be worried about them coming around every other corner. Mm -hmm. And I love that this show does that because again, you see the threat or you don't see the threat, but you know, the threat is there. When they started, um, when they started going upstairs, they heard the noise upstairs. And they're like, oh, maybe not all of them left. I was like, y'all, don't go upstairs. Don't go upstairs. That's probably infected. Don't go upstairs. Why are you going upstairs? I'm sitting here saying this to my TV. Sleep. Obviously, they left. You guys found a packing slip. Obviously, they're not here. Why are you following the noise? Don't follow the noise. But it was just monkeys. <laughs> and those monkeys. Monkeys. It's dropping our fun. Yeah, it looked, it, yeah, yeah, they, they acted like they interrupted them, like, like doing the equations. Like, damn it, we we, all, we almost figured out how to become human. Shit, now we got now we got to run away. Damn it. What was it that Ellie said? She said May, maybe the science, maybe the doctors, uh, maybe they, the maybe they became the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that would be funny, considering you know they're always saying that we evolved from monkeys, you know, from from apes and stuff like that so oh did we do de devolve is that what the cordyceps are doing no i'm just joking but right. mm -hmm. while they're up there in that room they hear some they hear some voices downstairs and of course i guess these are supposed to be some raiders but i'm like it's four of y'all y'all are carrying around baseball bats and sticks like how it dangerous how dangerous can y'all really be? But then I started thinking, I was like, okay, maybe this is the reason why why they evacuated that center. Maybe they kept having raiders or kept having people come in and they were like, okay, you know what? This is too dangerous. We need to go find somewhere else to hide. But Joel and Ellie, they sneak out the back way. They're getting ready to get on the horse so they can leave. And one of the guys comes out of nowhere. He starts attacking. He and Joel get into a fight and Joel ends up grabbing him from behind, puts him in a sleeper hole and then breaks his neck. And Ellie is sitting there with her gun because she was trying to shoot the guy. But of course there was too much movement. So she doesn't want to accidentally shoot Joel. She still has the gun in her hand. And after the guy drops to the ground, the way she was looking, I was like, did she is she really looking at Joel in surprise because he killed this person? Like this guy was just about to attack y'all then no she's looking because the baseball bat that this guy was carrying broke and the handle of this splintered bat is now in joel's abdomen mm. oh, joel didn't even God. realize that he had gotten stabbed i was like oh my this... god like, i was just like this motherfucking show i swear to god why do y'all have to keep doing this shit and then, and then she, what did she say? She oh, puts him on oh. the horse. And they, you know, because of course the other three guys are coming chasing after them. So they they run away on the horse. 
And after a while, she was like, I don't think they're they're behind us. We're good. But you can see Joel is kind of like, he's faltering. Done. He falls off the horse. She gets off the horse and she's trying to wake him up. And of course, he's unconscious. And she's like, please, Joel, don't do this to me. I can't fucking do this without you. I don't know where I'm fucking going. You got to wake up. And this is what we end on. This so fucking show. Joel is dead. We don't know if he's alive. And she crying. She's crying. And, and the previews the and the previews they show are of of Ellie of the, how probably how Ellie got, got bit in uh-huh. her training and how yeah. she got bit. They uh-huh. don't show anything about the next the next show. I'm like, you motherfuckers. Like yep. ooh. But here's the other thing too. So the song that they played at the end of the episode. Yeah. It was a it was a Depeche different mode. version of the same Depeche Mode song that we heard in episode one. Yeah. So on the sh- on the notes for this particular episode, the I think it's the director. His daughter is the one who's actually singing this slower version. And the notes that I saw, I forgot what website I was looking at where they were talking about it. The note in quotations or like the title of this sequence is the death of Joel. I was like, if y'all kill him, like, no. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I'm kind of sort of expecting him to maybe die. Cause again, I don't know what's going on in the second game. I, I, I know nothing about the second game. I don't know if he survives. I don't know if Ellie survives, but like you said, the title of the show is the last of us. And the last of us. Us could be the entire human race, or us could be Ellie and Joel. So who is going to be the last of the two of them? I was like, y'all can't do this to me. Like, everybody's <laughs> died as motherfucker. Like y'all can't bitch. do this. To- it's like just don't get don't get comfortable with anybody in this motherfucker. Like, like they gonna they might be gone in like five minutes, literally. And then like, y'all gonna make us wait a whole nother episode before we even find out. Yes, week. whole nother episode, whole week. But we will find out, you know, like some backstory on Ellie about her being brought up in the federal school about her friend that you know I talked about this um in the last episode or two episodes ago when she was talking about how she how killing that guy or shooting that guy was not the first time that she had done that I was like yeah whoever her friend was that she went to the mall with that's probably who she had to kill because remember when Tess was asking her about going to the mall she was like how did you get bit where were you when you got bit and she was like we uh, you know she was like um you know that old mall yeah I snuck in there and Tess was like you snuck in there all by yourself and Ellie kind of stopped and she was like yeah yes so yes so that's okay we already so we already know that this cute little girl that's going to be in the episode next next episode don't get attached to her because we already know she's dead so yeah just don't like i don't even care but i need to know (laughs) because this show has is it eight or nine episodes i think it's nine um i think it's nine so Uh, so episode seven Eight, nine, yes. is gonna be Ellie's backstory. And then we'll have two episodes after that. Joe Joe better not um, be dead. 
I mean, granted, his injury, I don't know if I could see how he would be alive. Because, you know, I there's got he... to be some splinters in there. There's got to be some wood pieces in his abdomen. Like Maybe that's a good, good made base. A high quality it's a high quality, yeah, high quality baseball bag. It should be fine. And so we should yeah, be that's, more that's worried Kentucky about Hickory right there. Yeah. So I think he will be alive because we still got to, our mission is to get her to the fireflies and to get her to where you tell that she's immune. So he has to still be there. One thing I want to point out in this episode, they talked about, they had hope because they talked about what their future would be. However, I really want them to think because as a scientist inside, there is no way in the world when he turns Ellie in that she will have a future. I'm sorry. She's secure. So we're literally going to keep her like strapped to a table and we have to study her to a point where we're going to end up killing her because we need to study that brain. So I'm I just want them to realize too. that when you turn her in, it's just not going to be a happy ending. Yeah. She's not going to really, she may save the world, but she's going to have to die in the process. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm kind of worried about that too. And I thought that as they were talking about their future and I'm thinking, honey, you don't have a future. You should know that. You're the cure, so yeah, your ass got to go <laughs> to save others. I don't know how that's gonna work though, because <laughs> if that's the case, and, and if Joel starts to see that that may be the case, Joel may be like, Fuck that shit, let's go, let's go. We're not doing this, uh uh, what we're not gonna do. Mm -mm. So, I don't know, yeah, but we'll be all right. <laughs> we'll go back right, like we, look, we, we've fine. lasted this long. We we'll be yeah. okay. May, yeah. Maybe, maybe you know there might be some more people in the human race that need to go because they're they're dangerous or what? I I don't know. Yeah, maybe we'll find another cure and turn them in. Joe so, yeah. I mean, there I'm literally not, could be more people like her. They just have never been bitten. Yeah, there probably is. She's not the only one. She's not the only one. But it's kind of like. Because someone could be like, you... man, I did eat a piece of cake on that day. You know? Right. I, but I, I was fine. And but they may not realize that more people like yeah. her than, than just her. Or they could have had an off brand cake from the wrong, the right factory. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying. But I, I think probability so, probability would say that she's not. The yeah, only she's one. not the only one. Yeah, but remind refresh my memory because I can't think of it right now. How how was it that Marlene realized that Ellie that Ellie was immune? Did they ever say? I don't think they ever said. They said she didn't turn. Yeah, they didn't say. But how would she have known that she got bit? She, they probably found her like when she when she come eventually she had to. Come I guess out, we'll out find that out next week. Yeah. yeah, I mean she came she came out of the mall. Her arm was bleeding. They were like, "Up, oh, all right, lock her up. We'll see what happens." I mean, but, I, but see, even with that, because when the little kid came through the gates and he had his wound. They didn't even wait to see what was going to happen with him. They immediately gave him that shot that killed him. Mm -hmm. So you don't think they would have done that to, to Ellie too? 
Well, I mean, maybe maybe they didn't find her until like after the time that she should have turned. Like they find they go in there and be like, "Wait, where were you? Like I was there. Like how long were you there? Like three week, like two or three weeks." They're like, "Wait, she got bit in her arm three weeks ago. She should have turned by now. Why hasn't she turned?" And yeah, I guess it. maybe maybe we will see that the the tail end of that in um next week's episode, and they'll tell us how how it was determined that she's immune. Mm-hmm. Because I gotta because you gotta think if that happened with somebody else, and if somebody else is immune, we may not even know it depending on who found them. Because let's say Maria's people had found um Ellie beforehand. Let's say Bill had found Ellie beforehand without Joel. He would have seen her shot. I mean, he would have seen her bit, and they probably would have shot her immediately. Like, yeah, we're not gonna do this. Let's go on and put this child out of her misery. So I I don't know, luck of the draw. Maybe that Marlene was the one who who figured out, like, oh. She's not turning. Oh, let's see. And and then of course, you know, when we saw when we first met Marlene's group, they were going in and testing Ellie every day. Count backwards from 10. Do this. Move your arm. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they were doing all these different things to see whether she was still hurt. But I don't know. Like I said, I guess we'll find this out next next week. But um, I am not gonna be happy. That we have to wait to see what's going to happen to Joe. Because you know they're not going to show us anything until episode 8. If this episode that's coming up is all about Ellie and how she... Yeah, they're not going to tell us. They're not going to tell us. That means we got to suffer. Which I think they like for us to do. Because mm-hmm. it's just been... Em- like I can't say it like my it's just been emotional damage just emotional damage after episode and it's so funny to me that Mike says it like that because I have a son named Michael and he does the same thing (laughs) he walks around and says the phrase and I'm like is it a Michael thing like do do y'all really like I mean he's a he's a he's a very smart handsome debonair young man i mean i mean he has to with that with them to be my namesake it's like i can I, it's like he just it just comes naturally to michael's it's, mm. that's how it is okay i mean and he also likes to tell the same lame dad jokes too <laughs> hey there's no accounting for good taste okay oh. the kid the kid's going far I tell you far kids kids got a future mm. yeah. <sighs> Uh, but I swear, I swear to God, I'm, I'm afraid to see what's gonna happen. Like next, it's like, I mean, there's they only got two more episodes to play with our emotions. Everyone, like, like, I just uh, I'm not ready for Joel to die. Like I'm, like I said, I'm thoroughly expecting it. I'm just not ready for it to happen. Like, I think I actually might be disappointed if he doesn't die. Well, I, mean, I might be even, like really. Even if he doesn't die in this season, there's always the second season. Yeah. Because there's only, yeah. there's only two games and they have already said, the creators and the showrunners have already said they are not going past where the story is in the game. So wherever uh, the story ends in the game, 
that's where the show is going to end. Now, I don't know if they're going to try to stretch that into an additional season. So it's three seasons or if they're just going to keep it at two. But like I said, if he doesn't die in this season, that doesn't necessarily mean he won't die next season. But it's kind of like, I, I, I don't know. This is one of those shows where I feel like that is going to be one of the end results because it's kind of like how, I don't know, how can you not? Like he's going to, He's going to die sacrificing himself to save her. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Thinking about it stressing me out. Okay. Um, did we forget anything in this episode? Um, shout out to them playing the 1977 Neil Simon movie, The Goodbye Girl, in the, in the compound and showing it to yeah. kids. I'm like, that's the weirdest movie to show kids. Like, I know. I thought that too. I'm like, well, this is not a kids movie. So, and all the kids are sitting there just watching with popcorn and like, really? I know. I'm like, I was like, y'all couldn't find like, y'all couldn't find some Disney or y'all couldn't find like, I don't know. Any, any family friendly movie? Y'all couldn't find the Incredibles just, or, or Mulan anything? or something. The Lion yeah. King? Like, Something. Oh. I mean, I mean, what I mean, and plus, like, what are they saying with this movie choice? Like, is there, as you can raise, like, well, I guess it was kind of a kind of a sly inference where he's trying to say goodbye to Ellie. Are you trying to say goodbye, girl? Yeah, because the movie is about like a single mom who had this other friend that was like her boyfriend. He got a job and he ended up leaving, so they rented out the. Uh, another apartment or room to the guy and then the, the guy and the daughter got really close and then at the end he got a job offer to Seattle and then they didn't want him to leave mm. and saying goodbye but it left more optimistic because he told I'm not sure he told the girlfriend or the daughter to to string up his guitar and so that when he comes back he has his guitar oh okay Huh. Right. I think that was it. Yeah. So saying okay. goodbye and having that relationship. Mm. But again, to to give us that point, can you like show a, a yeah, you're right, like maybe a HBO Max movie that was a little bit more similar to that that was kid friendly. <laughs> yeah. Instead of an adult theme movie about relationships with the children. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm sure I'm sure even though you guys look like you're self-sustaining, you're growing food and all this other stuff, I'm sure there's some scavenging going around. I'm sure y'all could have found some some VHS tapes, some DVDs somewhere. Mm-hmm. Something. That you really, shout you to really them, shout them get lucking up and getting a, getting a very nice, being able to stay in a very nice house across from their brother and his sister-in-law. Like that was a nice house. I mean, I'm, this is like, well, we have a vacant house across the street. I'm like, how? Well, I mean, they said it was a gated community when they found it. So if it was a large gated community, if they if they only have three hundred people, you got to think about it. they have they have three hundred men, women, and children. So some of those are families. So it's not like you have three hundred houses that you have to fill. Some of those may be families. You may have two parents two kids whatever so they probably do have some vacant houses and you know mm -hmm. maybe the the leader or the kind of sort of leader 
she don't want nobody that close to her. So maybe that house was kept vacant on purpose. Yeah. You know, maybe he kind of, maybe he in his mind, maybe Tommy had wanted um, to get Joel there and they just left that house empty. Mm, that that could be it too. Yeah. Or maybe they just got that house because they got married. Because like before, he could have been staying somewhere else and she could be staying. So oh, they put yeah. them at the end of the street where the empty houses were. Yeah, really? so if there, if there's 300 people and you divide that by Say it's the family. They say like it's four people in the family. That's like seventy five houses. You only need seventy five houses to house them. So I mean, yeah, it's and, possible. and depending, yeah, because that seventy five houses. That I mean, we live in Atlanta. That's a small subdivision here. Yeah, mm -hmm. you have some. And, you have some subdivisions here that are like hundreds of homes in size. So yeah, right. And then people die, so then their home goes up. Yeah, for auction. Mm -hmm. I got dibs on the Jones's house. No, man, they got that finished basement. I need that. I need that. <laughs> yeah. But also, too, if you have a larger house like that, you could have more people staying in those homes. You know, even in this, even in a community like that, depending on how the people got there, you may have people like, again, Walking Dead, Rick's group. They had their pick of houses for um, well, you know, they, they were given two houses when they got to Alexandria, but they were also used to being around each other and being with each other that they felt safer all crammed in one house because they were like, no, th this is our family. We're not going to be separated. So you could have that situation too there where you have a whole bunch mm -hmm. of people like just rooming in one house because that, that makes them feel safer. So, you right. know, could be. That's true. Look, yeah. shout out to Rutina Wesley for being in the episode because Dorotina. I freaking love her. I love her. And I, you know, she did say something about if they revisit that community or something in the second season, she was like, oh yeah, I'm definitely, I, I'll be open to coming back. I'm like, please, I want to see Tommy again. I need to, you know, just, yes, let, well, let's then go back. Then that's, that's a spoiler. So, ending. so him and Ellie, you know, what was it? Tommy said, Tommy said, there's a place for you both here. Yes, let them go back and live their happily ever after lives. Like, Ellie doesn't right. have to save everybody. How's it a spoiler? It is a spoiler because you're basically saying if we revisit that community. So, you were saying that they're not going back she before said, the if end. Of we revisit the community. We don't know what's going on in season two. Yeah. Now we're I, talking about, I'm talking about the last three episodes. Two episodes. Oh no, I mean she's already I mean she literally has said I, I think her episode she was just there for one episode for this season. That that's what I'm trying to say. So yeah. they just she basically that's not, spoiled that's, it that's that. That's not a spoiler. That is a spoiler. I didn't know he they she was gonna go back and it was some issues at, at Jackson. I didn't know what's gonna happen. I have no, no idea what's gonna happen. Oh, yeah. No, I was going to say, we're not saying that there's some issues. She's just saying that that part of the story is is yeah, over. No, you what know? I'm trying to explain to you guys is she basically said they're not going back to Jackson in the next three episodes. Okay, but that doesn't mean there's issues. No, but that's a spoiler because now I know that at least they're not going there. Oh, well, yeah, oh, okay. okay. I, I got you. I got you. Yep. Yeah. I mean, think about it. we we got we we're gonna have Ellie's past and seven. Okay. And but we still eight, got eight we and nine. Figure out what's going on with Joel, and then nine they they're probably gonna be trying to get to the Fireflies, so they're not gonna go back. Who have moved? 
who have yeah. relocated to Salt Lake City, Utah. I wasn't expecting them to go back to Jackson this season. I'm just saying, it's a possibility anything can happen. It's only (laughs) five days away. Five days, Jackson. They can go back and get some help. Because my thing would be with with Joel. He needs to recover. Yeah. Right. So, but but then again, Ellie probably didn't know which way to go back. No. You know. She doesn't. She's not paying that close of attention. So, I, I mean, and why would she? Because she's thinking, hey, okay, we're going to take me to the Firefly so that they can use my blood to cure. So, as far as she knows, that's a one a one way trip. You know that that yeah. was supposed to be yeah. their de- destination, and now she's just somewhere on a railroad track with an unconscious Joe. That we don't know whether or not he is or isn't Half dead. dead, Joe. Yeah, Joe. So I don't know. So I get. So I'm assuming that we're gonna that they're gonna show like her going to funeral school and learning first aid and her trying to patch him up. I'm assuming it's gonna be one of the classes. <laughs> exactly. Maybe. Yeah, Maybe. I, can I can see that. Yeah, you might be right, Mike. The interesting theory, Mike. Thank you very much. It was an interesting theory, wasn't it? See how that works? It's like, if I give a theory, I, res- I, res- I respond to the fact that I did, and I thank you for it. See? It's not that hard, Anthony. It's not that hard. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> um, we have any final thoughts about episode six and the emotional damage of this episode? That's, that should have been the title, Emotional Damage. Emotional Damage. It really should have. Yeah, but I mean, no, just... the, 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 the title of the episode was Ken, which I think was very appropriate given Joel's path to self-discovery about mm-hmm. where Ellie. he where he now sees his relationship with Ellie. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is his Ken. That is his family now. You know? Yeah. So he's going to protect her at all costs. Which, unfortunately, we see that. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, yeah, shout, yeah, shout to the Aurora Borealis making the making the uh, guest appearance. When that was were, that was pretty. I was like, yeah, yeah just I want to see that once yeah. in my life, in person. Right. And, and have- shout out to Ellie for not making the obvious sheep fucking joke when Joel told her that he was one to be alone with sheep. She she made she made enough of a joke. I was like, why do people always <laughs> make sexual jokes when it comes to sheep? Where did that start? Shepherds um, and the sheep. You didn't know just about like, that? people That's... shepherds tend to be alone and yeah. it's like, you know. Which uh, like shepherds nice and any... soft and cuddly? You know, just easy access. Exactly. You know what? You know, I mean, that, I mean, no. they, uh-uh. they never uh-uh. hear a no. Even, all, all, no. They, all they hear is a nah. No, we're not having that conversation. And on that note, that's it for our show. You can find us online at www.fandomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Fandom Hybrid. You can chat with us on our Discord channel. You can watch our videos on our YouTube channel. And you can listen to us on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.